Just go on. Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 31, where we are reviewing WCW Capital Combat 1990. Once again, there you go. Once again, uh, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, uh, like our videos on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, hit that notification button, do everything you can to, uh, to get an episode when we drop it. Please like us. We want to make money soon. We want we <laughs> want to be liked. We want to be liked. So, Ben, can you give us the breakdown here? You guys look well tonight. Thank you. Thanks awesome. for uh, thanks for coming uh, back to my uh, humble abode for the second time this week. Two podcasts in one week. That's I right. That's first for us. That's no, right. And, so, and, this and no is nachos. coming. And no, no nachos. We'll have nachos later. <laughs> um, this is coming from the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C. It's... Well, it's kind of, the commentary is kind of weird. I mean, Tony Schiavone was the first one to say, hey, welcome to Capital Combat, blah, 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 blah. And he's back from WWF. Yes, I I was just going to touch on that too. It's like, oh, Schiavone's in WCW again? Okay, I guess it didn't work out there. But hey, home is where the heart is. And um, so it's commentated by Tony Schiavone, who's doing the, I guess, uh, the post-match interviews. Yeah. And yeah. then, but the main um, commentary is done by Jim Ross and Bob Cottle. Man, I hate Bob Cottle. I'm done I with him. Can't stand him. Done with Actually, this guy. Actually, well, I think there's there's a part later on in this paper. Bring back Terry Funk. Go. I'm I'm starting a petition. He's he's grown. Thirty five years ago, I want Terry Funk. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ! The Star Spangled Banner was uh, sounded good. Nice work on the band who uh, performed that. I can't remember who. I don't even remember it, but I'm sure it was good. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job, band with no name. like uh, American like revolutionary like uh, oh, outfits with shoot, the hats I don't even remember. Like, uh, Mel Gibson, the Patriot. Would be I was just proud. so excited about RoboCop. Uh, I yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna take on the, we're gonna go to match number one, which is um, Cactus Jack versus and not versus and Bam. Okay, let's start this again. Take two. Cactus Jack. Bam Bam Bigelow and Kevin Sullivan versus the Road Warriors and Norman. And uh, first, uh, may, may I touch on my notes first? Oh, yeah. Okay. It will oh, make yeah. sense. What do you mean it won't make sense? It would only make sense. Oh, okay. Um, Road Warriors' entrance was awesome. Yep. Norman's was... Uh, Norman. As uh, an attempt to be humorous. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah, it's an attempt to be humorous. So he comes out on the scooter or whatever. I'm like, eh, ha-ha, okay. The Road Warriors came out on motorbikes. Yeah. That was the funny thing, yeah. yes. It was pretty badass, too. Um, and then they ripped off his shirt when he got yeah. in the ring. That was crazy. Which took both of them to do. Yeah, well, it's a big shirt. It's, it's a big man. Yep. Um, Those sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I gotta say, um, Bam Bam Bigelow really threw his weight around this match, and, and Norman's, yep. for that matter. Um, Animal was just a friggin' machine. Yep. In this match, I mean, did you see that spot where he was like doing the leapfrogs? Yeah. The drop down leapfrog. I'm like, okay, Animal, you're aren't you like 300 pounds here? Like, what are you, you doing? Can say here, he's animal like. Oh, he's- Whenever I see a guy of that size doing leapfrogs and stuff, I'm always That's a slap to Dave's face. <laughs> I'm always worried that they're gonna like blow up their knee or something just because of the size of the man, you know. And I'm like, please land, 
Please land okay. Please <laughs> land okay. Every single time. Every single time. Um, I thought it had good pace and energy in this match. Oh, yeah. It did. From start to finish. It did. It, it did. Is, uh, considering when I first saw who was involved, I was kind of like, oh, no. This, yeah. This is none and of that's me. fair. This that's is exactly. Be a good time, that's sarcastically. And my, then I was like, "Wow." My whole thing was, "Oh crap! This is going to be a zero right to start." I wasn't even. Uh, I w- I didn't even expect much of this match, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good. Uh, Cactus bumps like his cells, his bumps, the velocity like, of his bumps, the speed, the speed, his his being Irish whipped. Outside the ring, over the guardrail, into the crowd. Holy moly! The the fans were terrified in like that, I, in that <laughs> section. Like They're I like, jump back a little bit when crap. I saw that. He's he's definitely earning the the last part of his name being Manson. Jesus. Um, there was one weird spot though. Did you guys notice Animal? He whips Cactus Jack into the corner, and then I think Cactus was supposed to come out. Oh, are you so he can spot. Oh, the yeah, big so boots. he can beat Budo. <laughs> And, and, like, Animal puts up the boot, and, and Cactus isn't there, so he kind of, like, leans and touches him on the chest. <laughs> ah. It was like, what? Yeah, it's a little Okay. Mis- um, I, I let it go, though. But Cactus Cactus is the one that really impressed me in this match. He did a... He had Norman on the top rope, and he did, like, a float-over-the-top-rope neckbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and it looked great. And he took a suicide bump to do it. Yeah. He landed on his back. Like, he didn't land on his feet or anything. Like, at first I thought it was like a botched clothesline to the back of the head. Because the way he fell, I was like, yeah. oh, that didn't look good. But then he got up and I was like, oh, he planned that. Yeah. That was yeah. an actual spot. Okay. And also, Kevin Sullivan looks weird with the ponytail. I'm just I'm just going to say it. That's weird. I, I don't I don't Ke- like it. Kevin Sullivan was kind of mostly just there in this yeah. match. I mean, he didn't really do much. I, he, 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 he kind of stumbled a little bit, too, I found in the lost spots. Yeah. Can I get the finish now, boys? Yeah, All right. So chaos happens. Everyone's brawling everybody, and Hawk hits a top uh, clothesline off the top onto Sullivan, and then pins him for the win. You know, good way to start it. Get Enjoyable the, and exciting opening get, match. Get good the start. faces over. Get the Absolutely. faces over. Get the crowd hyped. Point five for me. Point five for me. I get a point seven five from Ooh, start ben to finish. Really liked the, it. the velocity and the uh, excitement and the chemistry and the pace from start to finish was. I mean, Dave, you've said in the past, it's how the match makes you feel. It's how I was feel, psyched, how, I how was psyched about the match. It was how good. do you feel? You know, one more good match, and this is going to be better than WrestleMania 6, just by the way. Right? Yep. Oh my Let's only, go to match number two. With only 7,000 people. Yep. And WrestleMania was almost 68,000. And I'll bet you that's still more people that went home satisfied than in the Sky Dome. Yep. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, match number two is Johnny Ace versus Mean Mark. Mean Mark is, well, mean-looking, to say the least. And he's not Mean Mark Callis. He's just Mean Mark. Mean Mark. Mm-hmm. They just dropped his name. Keep it simple. Yep. Just because. He's just Mean Mark. Johnny Ace is a big guy. Yes, he's he's quite tall. He is a big... I never realized how big he is. I never... Yeah. He's really tall, but only weighs 245. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he looks just like... Well put together. On one hand, you had like a future Hall of Famer. On the other hand, you had Undertaker. Yeah, you went there. <laughs> People power. Oh, People geez. power. All right, Jess, give it a rest in peace. Okay, there we go. I, I would there say that go. the first note I had in this match was it was funny to me watching Johnny Ace hit a diving to the outside vaulting body press onto Mean Mark when eventually that would become Mean Mark's 
one Move. of the most popular moves yeah. he's done. Oh, I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that that's, that's cool. And and this, uh, another weird part of the match for me was watching him take monkey, uh, like Mark take monkey flips and arm drags. <laughs> because once he gets to WWE, he's not taking any of that crap. No. Right? Because he's the he's the phenom. Yeah. Right? And like to see him bumping and taking yeah. monkey flips, I was and like. he did it well. And he did it well. And I'm just like, this is weird. Man. This guy's like six this foot is weird. This guy's I don't, ten. I don't like. I was just like, whoa. Like, I just wasn't expecting it. But it was a, it was an okay match. You know, they, they did good work. They did good work in this match. I liked it. Um, I also liked seeing the vintage leaping clothesline. Yep, that uh, me and Mark is really well known for as the Undertaker. Like, <laughs> well known for in yeah. the future at this point. <laughs> He's you know talk about like fast forward and rewind. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to talk about these things when we know what's happening later on. That's right. But I liked it. I you know I want to go to the finish. More notes. Yeah. I, well, what do you got to say about this, Ben? Uh, I know you got words. I got a, pretty much a whole pager. Um, I was at Johnny Ace worked his tail off. I thought. A uh, nice over-the-rope dive spot. Uh, the cross Even though you didn't really get to see all of it because of the camera yeah. angle. But the, you got the gist of but it. But that's the thing. That's the camera shot. Like me, They showed me and Mark, and then out of nowhere it came. I said, yeah. that's good cin- uh, cinematography right there. Yeah, actually. WCW is brutal for that. They missed so much crap. Like there, were, there was a point in a later match where things are happening, and they cut to the crowd. And it's like, what? What are you doing? There's like, <laughs> there's. It's not even a rest hold in that ring. I there's, don't see the crowd. There's stuff the happening, crowd. and they're yeah. like, oh, look at these crowd. It's I don't like. Crazy. I don't it's like, like the way in the WrestleMania six. That oh. doesn't make sense when they do when they show. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, we know the crowd's there. You don't need to do a close up on the crowd, anyways. Um, the cross body that Johnny Ace did too was actually yeah. pretty impressive as well. Uh, he took some good uh, took some good bumps and gave some good shine to Mean Mark. Um, mean Mark's impact with his moves made them look more meaningful and painful. You can say that Mean Mark is a master of pain, so to speak. You can say they're mean meaningful. Uh, the overall, um, <laughs> no, okay. but the overall character. I'm not putting that over. I'm not putting that <laughs> over. The overall character of Mean Mark is impressive and intimidating. It's a role he's done a good job at uh, undertaking, I gotta say. And, oh, but well, uh, there's I'll way go. too many puns <laughs> in this match, you guys. <laughs> Holy Sol- solid moly. work from both guys. Um, uh, actually, actually, Jesse, I'll let you t- tell the finish, and then I'll see right. the last part here. So uh, Mark gets up to the top rope, and uh, he walks, what is it, two or three steps? Ish. Ish. Yeah. And then drops the top rope elbow drop onto Johnny yeah. Ace to win. A little precursor. Put that on the tombstone. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> A little precursor to his uh, to <laughs> his uh, old old Steve. <laughs> uh, to his old school. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh. continue with your notes then. <laughs> what else you got? What else you got, Ben? All right. Well, <laughs> what other cheesy things you're gonna say? Solid work from both guys. Johnny just needs to remember his heart is on the left, not the right. When uh, he gets heart punched. Just gotta say that. I don't know if you noticed that or not. No, I, I did. didn't catch that. I did. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Aces, Aces night. Of my, um, of my... Just overall, Aces night was not very dynamic, dude. He was not the ace in the hole of the night. <laughs> it wasn't <I'm> dynamic. <laughs> it was not dynamic, dude. Okay, we're 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 ending this. Uh, I gave it a point five. I gave it a point five as well. I gave it a .75. I enjoyed it. What it is happening? And and, and he had puns. <laughs> From here until 10 I think this two. match earned 
Uh, <laughs> old, you know, one thing that, that's just so 90s bad in this was at the end of the match, they're like, look at this new thing we're coming out with, the Slamometer. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I hate to be the Paul Bear. I was going to say, uh, say take, you know, um, me and Mark was the Paul Bear of this match. He carried it very well. Uh, I hate to be the Paul Bear of bad news, but if that's so he, he He hits this, this sidewalk slam and they like have this meter and it went to 8 out of 10. Wow. Awful. Awful. Like that, it was just like, what? Now, before we go to the next match, because these two gentlemen don't want to watch the skits in between, and I, I suffer and I watch these things. Now, Gordon Which Soli. Which we do appreciate from Jesse, by the way, everybody. So, Gordon Soli is now like a backstage. Um, he's, he's doing the mean gene work, basically, for WCW. And he goes and he goes to the back of the arena and there's like smoke coming out from under a door. And he's like, um, he's saying that Sting is back there meeting with Robocop to come up with their plan to defeat the horseman. Well, Robocop's a machine. Can he just do some sort of and I systematic... Just, I didn't realize Robocop had a match tonight. How are you going to defeat the horseman tonight? Well, does he have his gun? No. If I just walk out there with my gun, that should scare him off. So, and then Gordon Soley says that Sting brought Robocop. Brought him. To WCW to protect the little Stingers. Because the horsemen, I guess, are threatening kids now? I'm so confused. Who writes this crap? This is awful. (laughs) The little Stingers. This is awful. First off, return of Robocop. When was he there the first time? And now you got like he's trying to come protect kids. Awful. Go to the so, next. So go the, to the next the little, match. The man. little stingers that you're talking about are his little fans, right? Like the little young mm. fans, not the little stinger in between. No, 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 not that. That PG, oh. PG Ben. Oh, okay. We're a PG podcast. Two, hey, using, oh, we've also right. said there's no such thing as stupid questions on this podcast. I never said that. There's oh. always such thing as a stupid question. Okay, Let's go to the third match. Okay, third match is. Um, Wildfire Tommy Rich <sighs> and now Captain Mike Rotunda versus the Samoan SWAT team. They're called the Samoan SWAT team too. I thought they were called the Wild Samoans again. Now they've reverted back to the Samoan SWAT team. Like WCW, anyways. Um, okay. Uh, where was it? So Rotunda goes from being a varsity wrestling badass to all of a sudden Captain Stubing. For some reason. Okay, you, Jesse, you're good enough to watch these clashes of champions in between. Nothing's can happened. You see, can you Nothing. Nothing's Nothing. happened? You can't what happened was he got, he got kicked out of the varsity club for whatever reason, or the varsity club disbanded at one point. He was done being a land lover, so he wants to be a sea lover? And then he just became... Now, he towards the end of the varsity club, he was known as Captain Mike Rotunda because yep. he was the captain of the varsity okay. club. Makes okay. sense. Okay, that makes sense, right? Gotcha. Because it's supposed Uh-oh. to be... Okay. Then the varsity club disbanded. And now he's still. Probably for the best. And now he's still Captain Mike Rotunda. So they decided, like, we still want you to be captain. Well, how do we make this happen? Well, here's a freaking sailor's hat. Holy moly. He comes out saying, call me Ishmael, and. He's logging for some IRS action right now. And I always thought IRS was an awful gimmick, but that's, that's gold compared to what he's in right now. You think you have to pay taxes to be Captain Stooping? Of course you did. You always have to pay the IRS. They always get their man. I guess, so. I, guess I, I can't. 
I put Was together the Mountie? Yeah, I put together two sayings there. That's my bad. <laughs> they would have been a good tag team, IRS and the Mountie. They we always get our man. They couldn't work in Canada, but they'd be okay. <laughs> so the match, okay. guys. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Did you guys know that? The, okay. the, the Mountie could not perform in Canada because it is against Canadian law to, to mm-hmm. impersonate a Mountie. Wow. So he could, if they went to Canada, Jacques Rougeau could not wrestle. Okay, so. I know, I know that's just like a wild fact. That's a. A wildfire boo- fact? Did you know? The more you know. Do you think Tommy Rich knew that? Wildfire. Wildfire. Okay, well, I gotta say, you know, just since now that we're getting back on track here uh, from the Mountie rant. Um, <laughs> Now you're more knowledgeable. I, after watching WrestleMania six, I am actually starting to really appreciate Wildfire Tommy Rich's work. Whoa. Which is Whoa. 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 Uh, hey. Okay, fine. I'm like Jesse Ventura. I'm calling it like I seize it. I'm calling it right down the middle. Whoa. Alright. I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I, I don't like Tommy Rich hey, at I didn't all. I say he was my favorite in the world. I'm just saying I'm starting to appreciate him a little more based on some of the work I've seen from the Fair last enough. paper. Fair enough. I am glad he's in a tag match this time and not a singles match. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, probably that is, that's probably for the best. Samoa Swat team did good in this match, though. I thought they handled themselves pretty yeah. well. The crowd didn't care for this match, no, though. They didn't. Holy crap. They were just like, well. They must well, have seen Wildfire's last match. Yeah. I saw a guy dressed like a sailor. Yeah. And they're probably like, what is happening here? I'm going to go and get then, popcorn is probably what they said. And then they said, wow, fire. <laughs> uh, and uh, to me, this match was boring. Yeah, I gave it a... Oh, I'm not going to say that. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Um, I will say that Rotunda has some beautiful drop kicks. Rotunda, Rotunda worked well. Yeah. He's a heck of a wrestler. Yeah. It's too bad he got stuck with some really bad gimmicks. But I, he, I consider Rotunda the back then version of the current Epico and Primo. Where Epicon people are great workers, but they're just given terrible direction. Yes. Like, and I I actually like the IRS gimmick myself. Yeah. I thought it made sense for the, the Million Dollar Man's story. I, when it got to the Million Dollar Man yeah. part, yes. But when he came in as a singles, that I didn't hated make sense. it. I hated it, but yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing else. Like, I thought this match was boring. Um, I, I, did, I will say, though, that the hot tag... That they were building for Rich to get on Rotunda was way too long. Yes. The fans were chanting boring. Yep. Because they, the, the, there is a happy where you, medium. Where do you get these? Like, how do you hear the chants? The number one I, thing. I, I've been actually trying yeah. to listen for that. Uh, the, the number one thing the I look for is in his head. Is how does it make them feel? Not only how does this match make us feel, but how does it make the fans feel? So I listen. And I was feeling the boredom. I was like, holy cow, get the hot tag already. And the fans, it was, it was only like a two chance. It was like boring, boring, and that was it. But, but when you hear no reaction from the fan, too, I mean, that's good. Exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, all right. I would prefer no reaction than the boring chant. If I was in the I'd room. actually prefer uh, prefer a boring chant because at least <laughs> the fans are showing that they still care. If you hear absolutely nothing at all, then that's actually a really bad sign. Like, wait. Like, they don't you, care enough to care. You mean like Tom Rich's first match we saw him in? Yeah. Well, they had no fan reaction yeah. the whole match. That was awkward. That's that's the worst heat, I think. But yeah, heard. other than that, that's all notes I have because not much was happening. It was boring. Yeah. So Tommy, so I'm I'm sorry to the small and SWAT team. I couldn't tell the difference between them because they're they were flipping back and I forth really quick. Can totally tell the difference. Yeah, between dude, those one's with Kishi. Okay, so which Samoan was in the sleeper with Tommy Rich? 
Okay, well, I don't know that right now. Okay, well, then screw you guys. <laughs> so Tommy Rich had one of the Samoans in a sleeper, and the other Samoan came off the top and hit him with an elbow onto the back of his head. So Rich falls down. You can get a concussion with that. I, yeah. I, I'm not denying that. Samoan elbow, too. If, That's right. If their heads are hard, who knows how so hard So the Samoans go over. Uh, crap match, I gave it a point two five. I gave it a point two five as well. Ben, you gave it a one, right? What's that? You gave it a one, didn't no. you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I didn't give no, it I didn't. Point, I didn't give it point five. I didn't hate it enough to give it poor marks. That's fine. For just the body work. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's no stupid questions on the show. There's stupid scores. That's Carry right. On. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> let's go to match four. We have to. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's All a right. match. It could take. It could take thirty it's seconds. Um, well, it's not going to. Um, <laughs> this is a hair versus hair match. Uh, managers match. It's uh, Theodore Long versus Paul Ellering. Well, isn't, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it Paul Ellering like pretty much bald as it is? So why would he put his hair on the line? Well, why would Teddy agree to do that if he has no? Ha- his opponent has no hair. Like, yeah, I never stu- said stupid Teddy. <laughs> uh, and isn't it Sugar Ray Teddy Long? Wasn't oh, that yeah, what they yes, were called him? Right. It's Sugar Ray Long versus Freddie Mercury. And they have a world-renowned <laughs> hairstylist to shave the loser's <laughs> hair as well. So I'm like, you're going to have a world-famous hairdresser give the guy a head shave. Okay? Yeah. Well, to be fair, though, this hairdresser had a lot more to do with this pay-per-view than Robocop did. That's not true. Shave. That's yeah, Robocop didn't do well, nothing. Did you didn't see what he did? <laughs> what We're did gonna get do? to that. We're gonna get to We're that. Get you to that game, you get to wait. <laughs> you get to wait to wait. find out. Okay, so um, first thing I gotta say, what are the boxing? What's the boxing gear for? Um, that didn't to really look make ridiculous. Sense. I understood the headgear. No, but I don't understand I don't. the gloves. Well, you don't understand the gloves. It was a loaded boxing glove. Oh, was that? Was it loaded? Yeah. Was it? Jeez, yeah. everything's loading this. Do you, so you little I wait, 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 wait. So you can hear the crowd chant boring that Ben and I cannot hear, but you can't listen to Jim Ross talk about a loaded boxing glove like 17 times. Was, I thought, Long versus Paul Ellering. We're not I really thought gonna it was get our undivided attention. I thought it was speculation that it was loaded, not oh, that it was official. Here we go. So Teddy Long is scared because he can't use his boxing gloves. Um if memory serves me correctly, don't you inflict more damage and pain on with your bare knuckles hitting the guy in the face than you do having your gloves? Do you see the size of Teddy Long's knuckles, though? But, but okay, face. so he went and he tried to hit him. No, I'm just saying generally. Generally, yes, but what about if the boxing glove was loaded? What's going to hurt more, me punching you in the face with my knuckle or me punching you in the face with a boxing glove on you? A loaded boxing glove. Loaded! What could you possibly put in a boxing glove? I have no clue. It was loaded, guys. God. Pay attention to the story. See what this match is doing to us. It's tearing us apart. The match is over by now, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we were we argued long. longer than this match went. <laughs> Anyways, Paul El- Ellering takes the gloves off Teddy Long. Teddy Long tries to turtle, looks up, gets knocked with the loaded glove that these both guys didn't see. And then Long gets a cul-de-sac shaved. Basically. Oh, and how do you get knocked out when you have headgear on? You know, WCW. <laughs> you know? When, whenever you can't explain something, just say WCW. Yep. WCW. I, guess, I, guess, I guess Olympic boxers, when they got knocked out, I mean, they have headgear. Yeah. But they're, but they're not getting hit. You. They're not getting hit they're with not getting hit gloves. By Teddy, they're not getting hit by Teddy Long, though. No. All right, let's Thank go. God this match wasn't Zero. long. Zero. 
for yeah, me. Zero. Really? A zero. Do you zero. think? Zero. So it's a hair versus hair match, but Teddy Long gets a cul-de-sac shaved onto his head. W, like, WCW. Yeah, WCW. WCW. Does uh, once the, you say David Slippin, there's no explanation needed. Yes. I'm flipping the page. We're flip, done. Flip the page. Let's go to a good match. Before ben. I you zero? you guys. You didn't say your score, did you? Oh, yeah, I said zero. God, I can't. Um, I can't even hear you, but hear boring chance. <laughs> let's go to let's go to a good match, Ben. <laughs> yep. Can you can you tell us a good match? All right. Well, I can tell you a better match at least. Um, the U.S. Tag Team Championship, which is the Midnight Express versus Flying Brian and the Z-Man. And um, why don't you tell us the stipulation of this uh, this match? Well, so Jim Cornette's got to be in a shark cage. Not uh, ascended from... The not ring. not in the air, though. Just it's just the off to the, uh, outside, on, the ring. outside the ring on the floor, which makes sense later. There's a reasoning for this, for later in the pay-per-view. Foreshadowing. What I did like though is that Jim Cornette tried to run away from the security guard that was trying to put him in the shark cage, and he turned around into the ref and did a bump, and the ref didn't even move. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was, that was absolute gold because it was um, it was Anderson, Rob, uh, right? Randy Anderson. Randy Anderson, and Randy Anderson's a small He's dude, really tiny. Like, and Cornette's bigger than him, and he Cornette bumped like. Like, he ran into Big Show or something. It was phenomenal. I loved it. I, I would say Randy's the same size as Spike Dudley, just shorter. Yeah, and like awesome. tiny. Awesome. And Cornette bumped, and he, he did his thing. Um, that was funny. That was, I think that was actually the bump of the night so far. Well, next to Cactus's bump over the guardrail. Yeah. From the second best bump <laughs> yeah. of the night. Uh, I thought this was match. This match was good. Mm-hmm. And it was a really um, paced well, and it was... It was High intensity, like they they were going, going, they going, 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 going. It was good. I got, I didn't see any part of the match that made me lose interest because yeah. I'm yeah. watching or slow down. Like it was just everything was so fluid. Um, I love the opening tag team work by Pillman and Zeman with the double uh, unison body yeah. draw uh, yep. slams. They're a good tag team. I love it. And then the slingshot backbreaker. Yes. Yeah. What the heck? Yep. That was great. Yep. Like that was beautiful. Yep. I didn't write too many notes like of moves in this match because I was so into it, and and uh, like that's what tells me how good of a match is if I'm not writing notes. Yep. And beautiful Bobby's leg drop, the leg drop, like, head, oh. head of the time. I've been I've been talking about this for like since this podcast started. I beautiful Bobby's awesome. You know what I I, I actually called his leg drop the Asgard, the greens from Asgard because it's out of this world. That leg drop is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you like that? A beautiful light drop. Yeah, yeah, okay. Beautiful. Yeah, you're just making up shit. I am. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Greetings from Asgard. Greetings from Asgard. Out of this world light drop. Uh, that's awful. What do you got to say about this, Ben? Something. Do you, do you have anything <laughs> to add to, to, to Dave making up sayings? Um, I think both teams did a very good job at putting emphasis on their strengths. Yep. Yeah. He's making okay. big words now. Are you jealous? Emphasis. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, yeah, that that slingshot over the top rope that uh, Flying Brian does at the beginning of the match was beautiful. Not beautiful. Oh, Bobby, the one, beautiful. The one into Bobby. the ring? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. Yeah. Not got beautiful, it. Bobby, beautiful, but. It wasn't pretty, Green's pretty from Asgard. Close. It's pretty. Um, 
good, yeah, good match all around. And it's hard to give notes because it's such a good match. It was so, it it was so good, and even when the finish happened, it happened so quick. What is the finish? Um, so Bobby Eaton and Z Man are the legal men uh-huh. at this time, and then um, Pillman and Sweet Stan are kind of fighting on the outside. And then Pillman gets thrown away somehow. And as Eaton and Z-Man are doing something and the ref's distracted with Pillman, Sweet Stan rolls in and hits an enziguri to the back of Z-Man's head. That's right. And then Eat and then rolls out of the ring and, and Eaton pins him. One, two, three. It's now, like, it was very, like, great match. I give this a point seven five. Yeah. What confused me, though, I don't understand why Cornette was in the shark cage. I thought that the, kind of depleted his stock a little bit. Why? Okay. So you put Cornette in the shark cage because he keeps on interfering. Like you would think. So shouldn't the titles have been on the heels going into this match? Because like if the faces are trying to win the titles and they can't because Cornette keeps on getting involved. Now you Cornette's in the shark cage. And then this is when the faces can win because now it's finally a two-on-two match. Instead, the faces almost looked weaker because they put the wild card in the cage and the heels beat them mono a mono. And basically you're saying that, well, this team doesn't need Jim Cornette, so basically that renders him useless. Yeah. So, like, I didn't understand that booking decision. The math didn't add up to me. What's worse is that's not the first time we've seen this. Yeah, no, like, they they did this. Totally not. Yeah, did they not like With two years ago? A year ago? Yeah. 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 I can count two times where they've like done something like yeah. this already. WCW. Otherwise, it was 0.75 for me. I enjoyed this match. This was a good match. Yeah. Same with me. 0.75. Good job, boys. Liked it. 0.5. Yeah, well, you hate WCW. We've, watch, we've, already, we've already established this. Why? I wouldn't watch it again. It was good. Really? I wouldn't watch it again. God. Would you watch WrestleMania 6 again? Twice. <laughs> Of course the you would. The whole duration of it, too. Of well, you get zero for almost the four hours pay per view. Now, before we go to the next match, oh, is this you, the... you want to know oh, yeah. why? Is this, why? Why, people? Where is Robocop? Why is the shark cage out there? I'll tell you why. So, Stink comes out in, uh, in Zubaz and, like, the most loose fitting tank top you've ever seen. Like, he may as well have been not wearing a shirt. And he walks out, and, and he's like, I got RoboCop with me. He's just yelling, and he's going, woo, and doing all that crap. And then the horsemen come out, Oli, Arn, and Sid, and they attack him, and they put him in the shark cage. Serves him right. Yeah, so take that sting. And then they get scared because the music hits. Very generic music. But it's RoboCop. And RoboCop walks... Because we all us. know his engine's music right now. <laughs> he walks so slow up to the road. That we've heard Robocop song like, about five times. Oh, no, no, okay. Did so they have sound effects too? Second, before this though, <laughs> it's not the guy that did Robocop. It's some actor in a Robocop costume. They didn't even get the guy that played Robocop in the movie. Well, that's weird. Yeah, and the costume, you could see the guy's like jeans underneath. I yeah, know, I, I, I didn't that, right? as he's walking, he's he's wearing like like gray jeans, and you oh. can see it like in between like where the air quote metal pieces of RoboCop are. Okay, what do you guys do? Like zoom in on these things? Like I 
I had heard this before that you could see that he was wearing like jeans. Oh, okay. So like when when I saw this, I was like, I need to see this for myself. Well, now I got to go back and watch it and, and see his jeans. It was ridiculous, you so, know. And so he walks very slowly out, like a nord of a lie. Takes like slow. it takes like thirty seconds for him to get from the top, like from where they come out to where the shark cage is, which is halfway down the ramp. Takes some thirty seconds, which makes the horseman and look makes ridiculous. the horseman look ridiculous because they're standing there and Oldie's like, "Oh no, oh no!" and he's just like doing like hand motions. So I'm like, "You, you ever look- seen that scene from Austin Powers where the guy's going no?" Yeah, but it's ba- coming at him that slowly. Kind of the same concept here, exactly. So then, but Robocop doesn't go after the horseman. He turns and he bends the bars of the shark cage and then rips off the door. Well, he just rip it off. He basically just lifts. Oh yeah, no, he lifts it right off. And this is why the shark cage wasn't in the air because it was rigged for for the actor to bend the bars and take off the door. It looked awful. It looked cheesy. And the worst part of this all is the crowd didn't care. The crowd was kind of like like it wasn't as bad as when the gobbledygooker comes out in (laughs) WWF, but it was almost that bad where they were kind of just stunned silence. Like what? What are we doing here? And then the horseman escaped through the crowd. And then Sting is like, yeah, RoboCop. And then they cut to Tony Schiavone in the back. Interview so this Ray. whole so the point of this was what? Around RoboCop to do that? To do that. That's it. And this is the last time you see RoboCop for the entire pay-per-view. That was this so whole... why was he there? I have no... It had to be cross-promotion. They must have got... Money to have Robocop there, like well, to then promote. How come they didn't show any ads for Robocop one or two during the commercials or whatever. I'm theorizing isn't here, that, but WCW, WCW, WCW. Wow. Um, I'm actually kind of glad. I so that. this kind of wrestling is stupid. This is the kind of wrestling that this when you wrestling, this isn't even celebrity yes, wrestling. But when when you show when when people ask you you're a wrestling fan, you don't want to show them this because they're gonna be like, "What are you stupid?" This is awful. Like, there's Mr. T competing in WrestleMania 1. That's one thing. Yeah, but this, this but is bad. You show, Cop? you show these new wrestling fans that, you know, wonder why you're a wrestling fan, you show them Teddy Long versus Paul Otherwood. That's right. That's what you show them. Yeah, Sugar Ray versus uh, uh, Freddie <laughs> Mercury. Mercury yep. Yep. Well, I mean, Ellering and Theodore Long, were, uh, after that, really isn't starting to oh, look all that bad. All right, let's See, go to the next. Oh, I, oh, oh. I didn't mean to skip this. Yes, you did. Because I thought the I Robocop would be coming on the main event. Yeah, you were thought you thought wrong. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Let's go to the next match, Ben. Turns out Robocop's just a mid-carder. That's right. Um, match number six is the leather strap match. Uh, corporal or the corporal punishment? Corporal punishment. Corporal punishment match. Yeah. Uh, it's the Fabulous Freebirds versus the Rock and Roll Express. Okay, I'm confused by this. Are they allowed to use straps in the match or is it for after the match? In the match, in but the only match. the people who are in and the match. And you say that. Oh, okay, I, I, I missed I was that. confused too because I, I thought missed, it was I missed that part then because because I thought it was for after the match. Whoever lost had to get no. like like whipped or something It was the like legal that. competitors, but I was confused. I'm like, why is this not a tornado tag match? Yeah. Or why is this not like one of those like long straps, like uh, yeah, you know, like the it, Texas bull rope match, something yeah. like that? You know, the way it works is the, the the straps were on the post where the tag team has to hold the rope. Oh, okay. And when the person's in yeah. the ring, they can go grab the strap and yeah, use yeah. it. I'm like, this seems 
Gotcha. Like, That's why Jim Ross is losing his mind later in the match when when Hayes has the strap as the non-legal man outside and he's yeah. whipping. Gotcha. And I mean, it's kind of now, now, now it kind of makes sense. But before that, the Rock and Roll Express come out on a jukebox. A jukebox hero. That was most, most the most cheesy and awful thing I've seen. And I just saw Robocop take off a pl- uh, like a toy door. So And that was cheesier. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Jeez. It would be cool if they came with like a live rock and roll band. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. But a jukebox? Yeah, jukebox on a, on a, like, just a platform that rolled. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Uh, what an awful decade. Um, I, I you know, I, I thought the match had good pace and energy. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I did enjoy that. The Freebirds were selling very well for yes. the Rock and Roll Express. Yep. And that's all I've got. Like. There's good chemistry. There's yeah. good chemistry between these two, but I, I felt like I was wanting more from it. Like more violence? No, I don't know. Just I can't even put my. I can't even put it into words, but it's just like it. Under, Something's missing. Yeah, it underwhelmed me. Yeah. In the match, like I, I was excited to see it, Pretty and then I was watching, and I was kind of like, "There's something that's missing in this." I don't know if the leather strap part hurt the match, but maybe if it was just a two-on-two, it, it might would have been, been better. Because I mean, when I think of strap matches in the Freebirds, I automatically think back to like. When they had the rivalry with the Bonner, with the uh, Bon Erics. yeah, and you, it's they had violent. The big, the big long yeah. straps where they were basically whipping each other in the face with it. Yeah, yeah, and it's violent, and it's it's to almost end a rivalry. Yeah, and, and it's like Rock and Roll Express and Freebirds. They didn't face on the last Clash of Champions, really and they weren't right. at the last pay per view. So it's a kind of cold. So it's a cold it's rivalry, cold, yeah. and now we're we're bringing straps in. It's like, oh, okay, like, okay, this <laughs> this ex- escalated quickly. Oh, okay. That's all I got to say about this match. That's kind of yeah. my fault. What was the finish? Well, I'll tell you. So, so you have more to say. I do have more to say. <laughs> so Michael Hayes hits a DDT and then starts dancing because he's Michael Hayes. Yep. Does he do the moonwalk? At the beginning of the match. He did. At the beginning. I don't think he does it after the, the first DDT. And then Jim Ross tells him he's going to regret that. And he picks up, um, uh, who was it again? He picks up uh, Gibson and goes tries to go for another DDT. He walks towards the... But he walks bike. towards the turnbuckle. And it's yeah. like, okay, I see you're trying to set up the next spot, but you, you don't make it so obvious. You know, have some uh, what they call ring awareness. You know, try to set it up better next... Yeah, like Gibson could just like try to fight out of it towards turnbuckle. Yeah, exactly. You know, make it look like it's a fight. And this way... It, and at this point, it made it look like it was choreographed <laughs> dance. And uh, Ricky Morton comes off the top rope uh, with a sunset flip to pin Michael Hayes and Rock and Roll Express win the match. And no one really cared. And no one really cared. Yeah. You know, the, like, cool. and, and that was a very, it's a strap match. And you pinned them with a the sunset flip. Like the winner should have got the juice box. Yeah, at least. At least, you know, your box relevant. Yeah. I gave it a point five. I was underwhelmed, but it was like it wasn't a bad match. It was an okay match, but I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I gave it a point five as well. Everyone yeah. gave point five. Yeah, unanimous. Go. Let's go to the semi main event. This one I have a lot of notes for. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a few of the on this one too. Um, I don't it even know is the for the is it WCW or NWA Tag Team Championships? I um I don't know. I just call them the World Tag Titles. All right. So for the World Tag Team Championships, it is the Steiner Brothers versus Doom. Um, Doom. Doom. Okay. Um, what did you guys think of Doom's theme? 
Well, I texted you saying that was the most awkward theme for them. Well, I mean, it's... When, when it's I think of Doom, it's I think of slow Doom. grunge rock. What was so, it, the upbeat theme? I don't know. It was really weird. At first, I was like... It doesn't work! WCW? It doesn't sound good. Like I hear, like I think at least they were like, do, 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 you know, something like that, like something more ominous. Crap, something's gonna happen. Not what like, would you yeah, say? Care Bears, you know. What would you say if if they came out to Teddy Long's Wrestle War rap? And I probably would have <laughs> just texted you saying, "I'm not watching wow, this, this match." Wow, this is great. I refuse. <laughs> I straight up refused now, to watch. The this. last time I saw Doom, yes, didn't they get their butts kicked by LOD? Thank you. Yep. Well, not only that, though, not just LOD. They got their asses kicked in three matches. Yeah, before that. Yep. They looked weak as hell. And that's what I told Jesse. I was like, I'm so and sure Doom get their, like, the short and the stick. So at Starcade, they had their masks on, correct? Correct. Yep. So then at Clash of Champions, they faced the Steiners, and they lost their masks. Correct. title for mask is what the match was. No, so they can see now, so they're better all of a sudden. And then it's like, okay, so you, you lost, lost that match, not, 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 and now, now you get, you get another title shot? Okay. <laughs> what we're trying to say here, fans, is these guys have not won a match in forever. Over over a... A six-month period. A quote-unquote ranked opponent. You know, like, you know they're squashing people on WCW Saturday night or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they haven't beat anyone of note. WCW. And, and now they're in, you know, it's like, okay, okay, you couldn't have the Rock and Roll Express face the Steiners or the Freebird face they're the more Steiners. Le- they're more legitimate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they just, this is what we're doing. at least but, those teams came off, like, matches for, like, the U.S. Tag titles you or know something what, like that. Another thing I would have done is I would have had Road Warriors versus Doom versus Steiners. Oh, triple threat tag match in this in, oh, yeah. at this Back time. In those days, nah, oh, yeah, it's unheard of. Pete that's about that's six. about ten years away, buddy. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, one can hope. Yeah. Well, you're for this happening the next now, time. <laughs> this may sound like we're 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 knocking this match. This match was actually good. Oh, it's considering who's in it. Yeah, considering who's in it, is not. Yeah. Really, the most pleasant to watch. Uh, my favorite spot of the entire match is Scott Steiner, Irish whipping Ron Simmons into the corner and him taking the chest. Yeah. Into, the, into the corner and coming out and then hits the German. Good uh, wow. And, and 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 Simmons doesn't really help him. Like, Scott just straight up pops his hips and throws him. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. That was my favorite spot in the whole match. I just, I, for the first, uh, how long would you say this match was? I would say it was about 15 to 20 yeah, minutes. Like, yeah. For the first five to seven minutes, I thought it was really one-sided. Yep. So it was hard for me to get into the match. Um, and then we started seeing some weird situations happen. For example, a reverse tombstone. Yeah, that's uh, I Rick, didn't like that. Rick does on someone. I forget who did it on because it was know, on Butch Reed. No, it was, it was on Butch Ron Simmons. It was on Ron they Simmons. look very similar. Okay, they do. They look very Those similar. Those two look similar. Yes, like uh, they look more similar than the Wild Samoans do. That, yeah, but neither of you could tell me which Samoan was <laughs> where. Hey. I oh, know you oh, said that judgmental over here. I know you said your favorite spot where it showed Scotty's strength. Yeah, my favorite spot where it showed Scotty's strength was the Oklahoma stampede into the shoulder breaker. Yeah, yeah. that was because when he hit the, because when you like you gotta think when he's hitting that turnbuckle, whoever he was doing to is like further down, like they slit. Yeah, they, they, they like slide down so don't injure them. Then he has to lift them back up again, and then and then shoulder break, which sounds like a simple move, but I've seen so many people with botch a shoulder breaker. Yeah, it's, it's really dangerous. So that was impressive to see that. And then, now there was one part where I got really confused. It was a botch hot tag. 
where uh, Reed stopped Scotty from a hot tag. Yeah. But he pushed Scotty into the corner. Yeah. And then Rick didn't tag him. Yeah, Rick Rick like was like, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to tag yeah. here. I'm just like, come on, man. If you screw up, call an audible and just do the tag. Yeah, exactly. So it just looks, it looks better. Yep. And then, um, I do like how, going on that point, that Doom continually stops the hot tags. Yes. I love that. They, they build. They build. Throw them outside the ring. Throw them outside the ring. And then, my next point is, we see another power driver. But it's a setup move. Yeah. When the heck did a power driver become a setup move? This is the start of it. He hits a power driver and he lifts him up. Yeah. What? Yeah. Go for a pin. What? If you're going to hit, hit a power like driver. Go for a pin. Go for a pin there. And then that beautiful Frankensteiner. Yeah. That Ben cringed at, but I didn't really pay attention to the the, the bump. I just yeah. saw him jump up and, I'm like, and then I looked towards whatever else was doing. So I, I didn't cringe because I didn't see well, the It's not just him jumping up in the air and you know doing it. It's just it's the way the whole move is executed with both guys. Why are you walking away from me? I'm going my house. Alright. Um, so all I really gotta say about this match is it's it was a very aggressive match. It was yeah. a very solid stiff hit, which I think added tremendous intensity to the match. Um the I don't you guys didn't mention this, but the the push of the ref at the beginning of the match was grounds for disqualification. Yeah, right off the hop, right off the hop. And I'm going, okay, um, yeah, like you should be disqualified for that. that that's not a, that's not a, yeah. Anyways, um, another um, another thing that drives me insane with Simmons is he pins awful. He doesn't even damn. Like he just kind of like he does like that. Like he doesn't even put his hands on him to pin him. He just like kind of leads his chest on and just puts his hands on on the mat. And it's like, why wouldn't you like if you're not gonna hook, hook a leg, leg? Like if you're gonna be a badass pin guy, like put your elbow into his face or, or put something. your hand on his throat or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Not like it just looked awful. You talking about like uh, William Regal, where he puts he like forearm rubs a guy while he's pinning? Yeah, him? yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a good heel move. Such, like, such Sim- a simple thing. But... Simmons Simmons doesn't do that, and I think he should do something like that. I but... like Doom better without the masks. Just want to throw that out there. Yes. Um, I'll... Doom, I will say, has stepped their game up in this match. What Maybe has something really to do good? With... What's... Yeah, they're looking better. I mean, like I said, they're stepping their game up. Um. Both teams looked like they were real badasses in the match. Yeah. So much so that Butch actually almost got into a fist fight with the fan. Did you guys see that? Yep. Yeah, I did. With his security officer, I had to grab the guy and carry him out. I'm going to beat yeah. him and I'm going to go yeah. whoop this guy behind <laughs> yeah. me. I I'm don't like, know where I'm pointing, but I'm going to go whoop him. At this point, these fans are obviously inebriated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, now, I've never really been a fan of Butch's work, but I will respect the size. Oh, yes. He's a big boy. Yeah. And, like, this fan was an idiot. But this wasn't oh. the first uh, uh, um, situation in the Johnny Ace and me and Mark match. There was also a, a situation in the fans as well in the front row. Yeah. So fans were going nuts. Is it fair to say this is probably Doom's best match to this point? Yep. 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 Okay. They actually... Oh, I can't say that. That would have been a spoiler. Okay, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll tell the finish now if you're going to spoil stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Rick oh. Steiner goes for... <laughs> Huh? Ben realized he set me up for for a spoiler alert. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Steiner goes for a top rope belly to belly on Butch, which I was very excited to see. Mm-hmm. And then Teddy Long hops up on the 
the apron to distract Sugar the ref. Ray. Sugar Ray Long, I'm sorry. Sugar Ray Long distracts the ref. That and then, sounds so bad. And then Simmons throws Scott Steiner into like the post or something. And, Sugar uh, Ray Long. Oh. And then Ron Simmons comes into the ring and grabs Rick's hair and pulls him down. And then Butch kind of comes down with him and, they, and he just flattens him. And and at least a pin was two three, and I thought that was very believable. Like mm-hmm. if if a guy of Butch Reed's size is going to land on you from that height, you're probably going to be stunned for at least three seconds. So and what then, a heel move, eh? Pull a guy's head. I know. <laughs> Weird. And uh, uh, Doom wins the tag titles. And that's why I say this is probably the best <laughs> match because they win the tag titles. That's right. Points when, of points they've of done fire. nothing to earn it. Their work that they put into this, it was good. They. They've raised the bar with themselves. We start off saying why they don't deserve the titles. And now we're happy they win the title. <laughs> That's right. I didn't say I was happy about them. They're beating, they just beat my favorite tag team of all time. But Ooh. Yeah. So I wasn't too thrilled about that. But I'll give credit where it's due. I gave it a point seven five. I gave it a point five. Because you hate WCW? Yeah. Yeah. Would you give it? I gave it a .5 as well. The reason it lost marks with me was just the unnecessary spots where they could have gone wrong. Yeah. Like that reverse tombstone. I, I didn't so see bad. the need for that. There was no need for that. And the well, other especially when Rick driver, picks them up. Well, yeah. It's like there was no need for that. Like, what, are you, what are you accomplishing there? What's your end game with that? Yeah. You know? And it's kind of just in a weird spot in the match. And the pile driver later on where it's a setup. I'm like, that again, you're wasting you're wasting reasoning why. Yeah, exactly. And the Frankensteiner, I love the jumping Frankensteiner. Can't say enough about it, but it just it made me cringe. Like, I'm just like, Kate, I'm going, Kate, Ron's already taken a few... Dangerous spots here. Yeah, I, Ron Simmons shouldn't take a jumping Frankenstein. <laughs> some guys can, but some guys just shouldn't do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, I mean, I, these guys are in this business to entertain, you know, fans like us. But at the same time, I don't want you guys to kill yourselves over doing it too. If you don't have to, if you want to do it that match, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Anyways, so it was a, it was a solid match. Liked it, but yeah, it lost a little marks on just, yeah. And now, the excitement for the 17th time. What was the main the event? Umpteenth time, not 17th time, but umpteenth. I'm pretty sure it's the 17th. Is, is umpteenth higher than 17, 18, 18? <laughs> like, what's the, what's, what's, what's below the unit umpteenth? of measurement? Are you, what kind of unit of measurement are you using for this? I'm thinking 19 would be umpteenth. WCW. 20. What's the main event, Ben? The main event is for the World Championship. It is Lex Luger, who is the United States Championship, versus Ric Flair. (laughs) He's the United States Championship? He's the United (laughs) States Championship. Okay. Um, He's a prop. (laughs) He's a total package prop. (laughs) That's part of being the total package. He's a prop. Part of that. Okay, okay. And he's taking on Ric Flair, who is the WCW Championship. And, um... Might as well just go with Prop versus prop. Prop versus prop. Prop, prop. Um, as Hammer would say. Um, it's in a, a, a steel cage that looks like... No, it's made don't of, call it a steel cage. Okay, it's, it looks like a cage that's made of popsicle sticks, basically. Painted silver. Um, Actually, okay. the Punjabi prison looks better than yeah. that thing. I'm just, just going to say that. that. And why um, isn't it attached Jesus. to the ring? It was, it, it was like, a, a, like, like a small version of a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. You, okay... 
when we get to the finish, we'll see why okay. it's not. So, first thing I want to mention, <laughs> um, I thought Lex Luger did a good job on something. When he came to the ring, he looked like he hadn't slept in like three days. His hair was all messed up and everything like that. He had a staph infection. Well, that's what he had I'm a saver from 103 for two Will to seven you let days. Me finish? Two to seven days. We Will got, you let me finish? We got conflicting reports from The way he Jim looked Ross. coming to the ring, it looked like, yeah, he just got out of the hospital. It looks like he was sweating profusely, which is what you do when you have a staph infection. And he just looks like he hasn't slept in two days. So you think it was legit? I, he looked legit. It actually looked like, you know what? He actually does look like he just got out of the hospital. I actually gave him props for making it believable. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but I gave him props for that. I didn't. You hate WCW, when does, that's When why. does he have his motorcycle accident? Uh, later. Oh, is it later? later? I didn't even know he had one. Oh. Yeah, he has it when I think it was uh, with the WBF. Ah, uh, okay. The who? World Bodybuilding Federation. Oh. God, I was like, what's this WBF? Is that a group? <laughs> oh, man. Let, tell us your thoughts, okay. Ben. So Not on Dave on the match. The ref, um, <laughs> the ref at the beginning of the match checks woman. Hey, good, good man, that a boy, and uh, finds a foreign object in one of her gloves. What was it chapstick? It looked like, like chapstick. Well, what was it? It looked like a tampon. <laughs> I was just gonna say tampon, but I didn't want to go there. Like, Jesse went there would, for. Why would she hide a tampon in her glove? That's a, it's weird. that time of the month. Yeah, but why in her glove? Anyway, <laughs> okay. it's okay. white. Her gloves are white. I don't know. Okay, fair um, enough. Let's move on because that, that's besides the point. Um, Just when there's blood in the neck. Okay, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dave's fired. Um, See you guys next week. <laughs> you're fired for a week. So, oh, Lord, that was awful. He, he <sighs> brings, he finds the foreign object in her glove. Yep. And he doesn't kick out woman. Of the match. Yeah, and he, he he's like, I'll just take it away from you. Yeah, and I'll just you put can... that in my pocket. She can't get out. The cage is down. That is true. So, well, don't they have somebody who raises How is it safe to have her in there? Don't they have somebody who raises and lower the cage? She's like, hey, can Not you... Not till... No, I, I can't I, could, you, could, you, could you raise the cage? Well, I had to get down somehow. <laughs> I would just like to point out, too, it's a cage match. What does it matter if she has a foreign object? But it's WCW. And somehow it matters. Isn't the steel cage itself a foreign object? Yeah. Yeah. What do I know? <sighs> this whole match has a lot of confusion, and I think we got to yes. go through our notes to kind of yes. understand. Well, I would just like to say, once again, Flair and Luger have really good chemistry, though. Yeah, they, they should buy this freaking point. By this time, they, it's, it's no like, excuse. come on. It's like, the, it's like the production of Cats. I mean, it's the same cast going for a year straight. It better be good. <laughs> okay. Well, I tried to give a props. So you guys go now. You guys can... Crap on the match all you want. Well, apparently Ben gave his whole match props because Ric Flair and Luger are the championships. That's right. They, yeah, <laughs> they are the championship. Um, now, so the main reason why Luger was in the hospital was a staph infection and a knee injury. Because the horseman caused it. Y yeah. The staph infection was on the knee. The two biggest moves that Luger hits in the first few minutes are gorilla press slams. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah your knees kind of hurt. go-to. Your knees uh, yeah. are hurt. Your knees okay. hurt, and, yeah. you, can, and okay. you can just you lift up okay. with no sign of weakness. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, not even not even a little buckle of the knee no. or anything. I'm like, I'll let it go. Adrenaline rush. A yep. lot of things can be scientifically proven. Sorry, um, and um, the cage. 
So Flair climbs it, and all I thought was Don West's voice saying, "It cage, it does move." I'm like, it shouldn't. It should not move. It really should not. Yeah. It was so flimsy. Like, why does he keep climbing it? Yeah, I don't know where that cage, wants to go that cage with it. is. is it's almost, a curve at the top. It's, like, a, it's exactly arc, like that, that Thunderdome cage. It's exactly just, the same it's thing. It's the same cage. It is a Thunderdome cage. And, and it's got the topper, and it's like, Flair, you're not going to be able to climb out like unless you can climb upside down. Unless you want to get electrocuted. Yeah, that's right. And this is where Bob caught it. It's annoying. For me, even more so. Because he's like, oh, he's trying to go and get a breather. You're exerting no, more Jim energy Ross climbing. Says that. Bob Was Carl it? actually makes sense in this saying, and he keeps climbing the cage. Oh, What's okay. he doing? Because he can't get out of it. Like, I just hate Carl so much. I think he point. says everything stupid. No, he even when he's smart, he's stupid to me. <laughs> Look at that stupid dumbass, smart ass guy. But no, like I'm like he's using more energy to climb the steel cage, and then he just hangs there because he has nowhere to go. Yeah, he's stuck. It's like, um, oh, okay. And then you contradicted yourself there. Yeah, I did. Call him a smart ass dumbass. I know I did on purpose. It's a cruel contradiction. Oh, and to um, yourself. Yep. Okay. And then we finally see Flair bleed. Yep. We haven't seen Flair bleed for a while. We haven't seen blood for a while, actually. Now we saw Earthquake get juice pretty good. WrestleMania well, six. WWF. Was... WWF doesn't do. A... Do a lot of blood, and I think Earthquake got it the hard way. Yeah, he yeah. got the hard way. So, he got hard way. so this is the first time we've seen blood since I'm gonna say the early. Gotta be 80s. Halloween Havoc, like '87, '86. No, no, no. We've no, seen it in '89. Halloween Havoc had to have some. Terry Funk had to bleed at some point. I don't think they bled in that match. Had one of them. They did. Somebody mm-hmm. bled. Not believably. Okay, like, fair like enough. not memorably. Sorry. Uh, touche. Touche. Um, and then. Where I oh, really they, did, they did in 89. It was the, the uh, Clash of Champions, the I Quit match between Funk and Flair. That's well, we don't watch Clash of Champions. Well, I'm telling you. So from my perspective... Okay. <laughs> now, this is where I got really mad. So the match was good. The chops where Luger was no-selling, which I, I agreed with because, you know, you know Flair I like how chops. he didn't do that. So prepare for... And then I love how he does the uh, peck pop of love. Everything that Flair would chop him, he just, like, shake his, his pectorals. And then... He would just no sell it, and then there's that one time where he got uh, Stalin suplex and no, or it's not suplex, a Stalin suplex, and then he no sold it. Yep, cool. But then where I got really annoyed was towards I'm not gonna say the finish, but towards the last ten minutes of it, eight minutes of the match, where Luger hits a superplex and hurts his knee. Somehow, somehow hurts his knee. But then about thirty seconds, sixty seconds later, he hits another great press line with no selling the knee. Yeah. You and I'm just, like, what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, why are you? You gotta sell that. Oh, he's usually pretty good at selling his leg injury. Like when he no. fought Great Muda, he sold his knee injury so well. Yeah, and it's, but this match he didn't sell it, and yet, and the reason why I, I told Ben he had a temperature of 403 from two to seven days is because Jim Ross first said it was two days, and then he said it was seven days. So between two and seven days, he had a fever of 103. That's right. That's right. They were really selling his injury so and his illness. Except Luger was not. And then Luger was not selling no. it, except for his entrance. <laughs> so it's like, Again, uh, with with the dumb rules, rope break in a cage. Yeah, the rope break. And what? The ref called the rope break before Flair even touched the ropes. Yeah. His hand was underneath the rope, and the ref's like, rope break. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's uh. one spot where... Flair does this ridiculous bump to a clothesline. Um, was that when he, after he does his float over? The top turn? Well, he does like, he ropes? gets clotheslined, then he does a front bump. 
Oh yes, that yeah, yeah, that was in the spot where he does his traditional like, what? front flip out to Trumbuckle, run the apron, and then jump off, and then Luka hit the clothesline again. Yeah, and yeah. that bump looked really. Back in this, these days, Physics the bumpers dictates that you terrible. go backwards yeah. if you have pressure hitting you from in front. WCW. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it started off as a good match, and then the longer it went, the more frustrating it got. Uh, until you, you did, yeah. Until and then you got to the finish, and this is where it got wonky and lost. This is where it so lost. confusing. This is lost lost points for you. So the horsemen come down, and the horsemen, and they're 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 announcing the they're them as horsemen, uh, not the four horsemen horsemen, because Oli Arn and Sid come down. Sid Vicious is now in the and horsemen. Flair's in the ring, so and Flair's the in the fourth one. But then Jim Ross keeps on saying, "Where's Barry Windham? Where's Where Barry Windham? Haven't seen him for a while. I haven't seen him, but I guess he's a horseman." And I'm like, okay, so they come down and then they just they just rattle the cage and then yell things. And I'm like, okay, this is It's awkward. Why are they coming down? You can see the the cage is there. Chaos starts to ensue and Oli goes over to like the gatekeeper or the, the button control. keeper or the guy with the commandeers. control. He commandeers it and starts raising the cage. There's a pirate. Yes, and then Barry Windham runs in from I don't even know where because he didn't come down with the the horseman. He comes from like the crowd, I guess. Rolls in and attacks Luger, and then we get a DQ. DQ. I'm like, what? It's a cage match. There shouldn't be a DQ. So Flair gets DQ'd. Luger wins, but Flair keeps the title. So that awful finish with the cage. I don't don't, don't understand that. And then the Andersons are there. Or Oli's gone, but Arn's there, Sid's standing there, and then Sting comes out, and El Gigante? Eli, Eligante. Eligante comes out, which is Giant Gonzalez of WWF fame. And you thought the uh, fake muscles with the, with the, fur? With the fur was Hair? weird. He came out in like almost like a Power Ranger uniform or some, something, or He-Man uniform or something. It, it was, was weird. weird. And they come walking, uh, Sting's running. But El Gigante is... Well, he's, he's, he's running, but to him it's like one step each. Yeah, yeah. And they run by Sid, and Sid doesn't do anything. He just watches them run by. And I'm like, okay, that's great body work, work there, Sid. Good good for you. Okay. He's there for a reason. Yeah, and then... And, but they can't get in because, because Oli lowers the cage. So then Arn and Barry are beating up Luger, and Flair is beating up Luger. Like, it's the whole thing. And then... And then security goes and gets Oli away from the control. Then they start raising the cage. And then Sting rolls underneath and clears house. But El Gigante doesn't do anything. He just stands there. He doesn't go in the ring at all. And and he watches the horseman walk by him. It's like, punch him! Yeah, do something, man. You came out with Sting. You're supposed to be the hero here. Well, he grabs uh, Arn Anderson. He basically throws him to the ground. That's all he needs to do, really. But then, but then Oli runs but can you right do that four more times. Yeah, Oli runs right in front of his face, and he doesn't even try to even reach. He for just him. stares at him. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is where I thought uh, Robocop was coming. No, no, you were wrong. He brought Robocop, Robocop did more than Eligante did. The hairdresser did more than both. Just silly. 
Just it a silly, terrible. stupid finish. Eligante. Eligante. And then, and then Flair had the most like insane promo after the match, yelling about this is what it's for, and not showing the belt. Wait, wait, you understood that? Yeah, that's all I. That's all I understood. You understood that? I understood. This is what it's for. That's that's what I heard. And then everything else was gibberish. He said. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did say shut up to a fan. That did happen. Yes, yes. But I gave this match a point five. It would have been a point seven five because I was liking it. The finish was awful. God awful. God awful. So convoluted. Ruined ruined the ruined the match a little bit for me. Point five. I gave it a point five as well for the exact same reason. And for the stupidity of Luger not selling anything. Yep. Point five as well. There you go. So on the on the all on the in whole total, in total, I gave it a four point seven five out of ten. So close to okay, close okay. to okay. I give, I give it a four point two five. So close to okay. And I gave it five point five. I am being very generous to this people. Yeah. Overall, Overall it, this pay per view so destroyed I'm just gonna, WrestleMania. I'm just yes, this this, this pay per view did destroy WrestleMania. I'm just gonna, well, I'm just gonna say that. I cannot believe I'm saying that Capital Combat is better than WrestleMania six. Oh, we we all said it. Yeah. And, you know, if you compare the size of the fan attendance, you know, this one only has 7,000 some. WrestleMania 6 had 67,000. More of them went home happy than WrestleMania 6, I'll bet. Yeah. What, uh, what, what a. If you're smart, anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh. All right. So that has been episode 31. Uh, So. Tune in on Wednesday, December 20th, when we fast forward to our next Rewind, WCW Great American Bash 1990, and the main event of that is Sting versus Flair for the big gold belt. Ooh.